yeah, my question to Todd was, is there an option in Amazon to have video playback at an increased speed? I think they added it to Netflix recently where you can play things slightly faster. What? Wait, so do you like that? It's, I've never done it before, but now I'm thinking to myself, maybe I would be more inclined to watch these shows if I thought I could finish an episode faster. So you're trying to speedrun shit, Mike? Yo, that's what JD from the Howard Stern show does, and he got like so much flack for that because he did. I'm, like, I've like, never tried it before, up. but I'm I'm thinking to myself, if I could, like, if my math is right, if I were to play a forty minute show at maybe one point five times speed, I could knock off what ten minutes. Mike's trying no, to. Mike, that's Mike's there's not a lot to commit to on that show. It's like yeah. I think there's like eight or ten episodes on the first season. And they range from times, and then the second season, I think, might be eight episodes. Yeah, and it's really, I don't know why I don't feel like ever <laughs> turning my brain on to sit down and watch a new show for 40, yeah, be, 40, 45 minutes. Being a superhero fan, though, I feel like you and Brendan would both like this show. I, I probably would like this show. I would also like Umbrella but, Academy, and I still haven't finished that either. Yeah, but Umbrella Academy kind of follows like the typical superhero show where the boys is out on its own plane. It's just like, you know, it's it's very different in a weird way. Like superheroes are not, they're kind of perceived as good people, but they're really not good people. They're like the bad guys in the show, basically, in a weird way. Yeah, I, uh, I, not, I understand the premise of, I you know understand like the loose premise. And I've even seen like the first, someone at work once got me to watch the first um maybe five minutes of the first episode where like the guy's talking to his girlfriend like, yeah when a train runs through yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah no honestly the show is really good but the show is so good due to one character in that show homelander that guy is like, like he used People to be in banshee too. I, don't know if you watched, I don't know I've if you ever watched banshee um no i didn't but it's the same lead actor as that show and uh yeah he's so good he's just like a very good actor you feel like the tension when he's tense he, and I won't go too far into it because I know you guys haven't started it yet or anything, but he's hands down the best part of the show. And he's like, I don't, where the show's going now in the second season, which I also won't talk about, I'm super, super excited for where it's going. So I, I think you guys would definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's on my list. It's on my short list, but I mean, speaking of. What else you got on your list? Uh, what else do I have on my list? I mean, I'd like to finish Westworld. I'd like to. Uh... Same, but season two lost me. Season two lost me in Westworld. I didn't, Westworld it wasn't had bad, grand it was... ambitions and it kind of lost its way. In I'm life. really interested in season three because it looked very different and it looked pretty cool. But season two, like me and Amanda got to like episode four and we still wanted to watch it, but we just never finished it. And I, we were just like, what is happening? It's yeah. one of those cases where like the the first season it was so every, good. It's it's good. And like the the things they accomplished, the the quote-unquote twist, I guess you can call it, was well executed. And yep. it feels like every season after that, they're just trying to recapture that. And yes, not I agree. Doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't speak on, like, season two and three, but, I mean, yeah, no. That twist at the end of season one is so good. It's and really it's like you almost, you knew something was coming, but I didn't know the way they handled it and everything. And then you yeah. go back and watch it again, and you're like, ah, all right, that's, I, that's great. I'm kind of glad that I never got around to like normally with shows like that i would after an episode i would read reviews and stuff i didn't do it with that first season of Westworlds. people had already picked up on everything that went down before it went down like yeah. they figured it out 
Oh, yeah. I'm not that deep into it. it Yeah, that's same. Same. I mean, we knew something was coming, but I didn't know what it was. And that, yeah, it was a great twist. Yeah. I don't don't watch TV, though. Any free time goes to video games. So it's very rare that you can get me to sit down and watch TV shows. Same. I mean, that's that's why I barely watch any movies either. I mean, there's plenty of other shows that like both like anime and and live action that I I just I want to watch and I just don't have the time. And if I do have the time, I choose to, I don't know, either fucking putz around on my island in Animal Crossing or play something else. Um, That being said, though, I did watch Hubie Halloween last night. And let me tell you what before you even say anything. I watched it too. One of the best Adam Sandler movies I've ever seen. Uh, could be my <laughs> movie. No, 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 I would never. You can well, watch it. So I am. I am curious if, like, it clearly is not a movie intended for adults. So I wonder if it's like a good kids movie. I actually think it is because, from what I read, there's a lot of references to old Adam Sandler, Happy Gilmore. I mean, like so. So there definitely are a lot of actors and actresses that show up again in this movie, which he does that anyway. Like he recycles stuff. Buscemi's is Buscemi good in it at least? Yeah, I mean he's fine. I mean, but a lot like I I feel like he plays around with the same pool of people, and they all kind of keep coming into his movies, which is fine. But there's at least one character in the movie that's not in the movie long. That is another. I won't. I guess I won't spoil it because it is like it was like a funny cameo, I guess. But uh, there is one character, huh? Tell me, please, because I mean, I will tell you if you want me to. I don't know. Please do, because I will never watch this movie. I might watch it if you tell me something good like this or something. I mean, no, it happens at the beginning of the movie. So, I mean, you can put it on Netflix and watch the first five minutes, get it, and then and then turn it off and you will be. I think I know which one you're talking about, because I saw a a picture saying like, oh, he's playing the same character he played in this other movie. Yes. So someone shows up, plays the same character he plays in. I believe it's Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Um, Wait, is it Shooter McGavin? Was I right? No, no. Oh, I was like, Whoa. but there, there is. Uh, I so but like anyway, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the dude who like chases after Shooter McGavin because it's a Halloween movie. And, no, like, I feel like no, it, no, no. I'm gonna see if I can bring up this picture and I'll just send it. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, uh, yeah. I don't want to say it on the pod. I'll I can tell you after. I don't want to say it on the podcast though, just in case someone does want to watch this dumb fucking movie for some reason. I would not recommend <laughs> it. Maybe if you, you have children. Movie? Do you know McK- Do you know my friend Mackenzie? Uh, I met him before, yeah. Yeah, he, they filmed that outside his parents' house. They filmed that in Danvers. Right? Yes. John's so, so yeah. here, here's a big. So, I'll, I'll get to this in a second because that's actually one of my biggest problems with this movie. Is you can't even tell where it is. No, no, you can tell where it is, and it's not in Salem to the point where, like, I understand that it was probably not easy to film a lot of it in Salem because Salem is just busy. I think I'm pretty sure they filmed it in the fall time, so I, I can understand that part, but. At the same time, I in my head, I'm almost like, why did you even film it in Massachusetts? There is like no point to filming it in Massachusetts because the movie itself takes place in Salem. Like the plot, the, like the movie is supposed to take place in Salem, but 95% of the movie is shot in middle, uh, Peabody, Danvers, and Swampscott. Like it's not, or, or Marblehead too. It's not in. Salem. There's like two scenes really that are in Salem, and uh, it's really just not not in Salem. So like for me, the only draw that I had to watching this movie, other than that Jen wanted to watch it, was oh, this will be cool to see 
like modern Salem, the Salem that I live in, the Salem that I'm fucking in every day, like in that, see that in a setting in a movie and it's just not there. So I was just like, to be okay, fair though, can waste. I say one thing? Yeah. Danvis is really the real Salem. I mean, no. And I, and everything... I, and I do get that, but, uh, but I don't think that's what they were going. That's no, not that's not going. what they were going for. It's Cause they, they, a majority of like the Salem type set pieces are either sets that they built in another city or they transformed like downtown Marblehead, I think, into oh, into what is the movie version of Salem. I, I guess I just don't get why they chose to film the movie here because like it's cheap. Matt Stucci gives crazy tax breaks. I like, know, it's, but it's just like you, he, ever since Grown Ups One, he's filmed like several movies. Yeah, and, I, and I know he has. But like so like my draw to watch the movie was that it was in Salem. I was like, oh, cool! I'm gonna be able to see Salem. I still, I still don't want to see it because that was the only reason why I wanted to watch it. Because I was like, I, I'd like to see like some of the stuff. I knew that like certain people downtown make supposedly made cameos. I knew that like certain like small businesses made cameos, and like all that stuff was cut out of the movie if it was even shot because it's just, it's just stupid. It's just, it's. I was so disappointed in that aspect. uh, The wax, the museum was in the movie, right? There, like the big intersection there, Salem Commons. Yes, that's one of the only scenes that's actually oh, in Salem. Oh, that's yeah, lame. and it's it's stupid. Like they 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 yeah, made they good. made the Commons into this big thing, but the scene that happens in the Commons is very short, and you can't actually see all of the stuff they did in the Commons. So it's just like is that of, a big part of the movie? The Commons are like a big part of the movie, or oh, but they made a big oh, okay. they made a big set in the Commons when they were filming gotcha. the movie. Okay. It's just none of that stuff. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. Regardless, the movie was not good. Adam Sandler does a stupid voice the whole time. I I, I can't. Is it hard to get past that? Because I heard the trailer. No, like, well, I just. I, I probably would have given it a chance. And then I heard his stupid little Nikki voice. And I'm like, why? It's not hard to get past. I mean, I don't know. I just tur- tuned it off. It's just the plot doesn't really make a lot of sense. The jokes are just not funny. Like, again, that's why they I'm curious. I'm curious they if it's like are. meant for kids because maybe kids will think it's funny, but like nothing about the movie. I think the only time I actually laughed during the movie last night was a line that Maya Rudolph's character says. Other than that, like... I'm, I was shocked she was in the movie because she's usually not in Salem movies and she's good, better than, so much better than Salem movies. But of yeah, course they're all well, there was a lot of SNL casts, including yeah. Tim, Tim, like Tim younger Meadows. cast members. Well, Tim Meadows, I, he's shown up in Adam Sandler movies in the past, right? No, I know. I'm just always happy to see Tim Meadows because I'm a huge Tim Meadows fan. Um, and then, like, M- Melissa Villasenor shows up for a brief moment, uh, Mikey Day, and Keenan. And it's like... I would have preferred, maybe not so much Mikey Day, but like I would have preferred to see like more Keenan scenes or more Melissa scenes because right. I think that they're funny. I don't think Mikey Day's not funny, but like the character that he plays in in the movie is like a very, very like just cameo character where the other two people could potentially have offered more just based on what their function was in the plot. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't that great. Of a yeah, movie. I mean, I, that's a movie if like it made me laugh. I'd actually probably be okay with it because I expect yeah. to go into that movie and not laugh at all. It, it, it's what's crazy to me is that you chose to film it here and you could have, you could have got more people at least in new England to care about the movie. If you actually shot more of it in Salem and yeah. the fact that you're filming a Halloween movie in Salem, you had the potential to maybe make like a, like a classic 
movie, like a movie that people would watch every year. You know what I mean? And I want to say they filmed it like that. the end of the end of August of last year was when it was being filmed, like August going into September, I believe. I'm pretty uh, sure it was fall last year. Yeah, or the, maybe was, two years or, ago. I, I won't even say it was during the summer because, it, oh, no, it was it was before Halloween. It was like a little before because they were like deck that my friend's street, the entire street they decorated for Halloween, yeah. basically. Yes, that that street in Danvers, a lot of the movie takes place there. And then like, yeah. I, honestly, most of the movie takes place on that street in Danvers and then downtown Marblehead. And I'm just like, OK. Okay, cool. Thanks for right. saying this movie takes place in Salem and it does not. Um, oh, so are they all supposed to live in Salem? The the movie the movie plot is Hubie is like is a lifelong Salem resident. Like the whole movie takes place in Salem. Why it, is his name Hubie? Like, his, just like why? His name like, is Hubie Dubois. <laughs> oh my god, it's so like, is that Hubie like Hubie this, Hubie. Is that, Hubie, that's like Hubie, dad Hubie. humor. <laughs> you be, you be, you. Is it like he yeah. said he was gonna yes. have when yes. he got stumped from the Oscars? He said the next movie he puts out is gonna be the worst movie he ever makes just to piss people off. Yeah, the, so I wonder the, if this is the, that movie. The like the like half the jokes in the in the movie are like people calling him puby. It's like oh okay, funny. Oh, it's so dumb. Ray Liotta's in the movie, which I did not know. I I saw him in the trailer, so yeah. No, I was I, the cast like they have a decent yeah set of people I, I in mean, that movie the, the the funniest thing about the movie to me was something that happened when they were filming it here and not something that happens in the movie Colin wolf which is a restaurant that we all eat at a local mexican restaurant for people listening they had a chalk they have a chalkboard sign outside that like whatever you know write stuff on when they were in town filming the movie they had a sign oh, chalkboard yeah. sign outside the restaurant that said uh Steve Buscemi eats for free. Adam Sandler pays double. And I'm just like, this is the greatest thing ever. That's amazing. Did, did they ever come by? They must have come by at some point. I'm sure, they, like they, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. The last time that they were here filming a movie was Grown Ups and or Grown Ups 2. One of them. One of those Grown Ups yeah. movies. I I met Chris Rock at Best Buy in Danvers. Amanda met him at Cheesecake. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, they all like, eat at Cheesecake. Yeah. They love it there, dude. That's like where they go. They go, they put their head down, they sit at the bar, and that's what they that's what every one of them does well, until well, they that, That's because part of well, part of the thing with cheesecake is they explicitly tell you uh to like tell the people that work there that if a celebrity or an athlete or musician or something is yeah. dining there, you are not supposed to talk to them like they're anybody at all because people that like are famous and travel a lot they must eat at the cheesecake factory wherever they go because it's like oh it's a food i know i know it's going to be the same food that i eat when i'm in california or over here right. so like that or if you, and and, you and on top of the food being consistent for them they also like oh no one fucking bothers us because when i worked at the cheesecake in boston it was like one night lady gaga came in and like one right. night I, like i met j cole and i broke the fucking rules for j cole i like sat at his table and talked to him for a while i fucking comped all of his food which is another thing you're not supposed to do for these people Fuck that. I would have done the same but thing. i i legitimately i calmed j cole's food it was right before his album Bors, born center was coming out and i told him that he's better than drake and a fuck drake and it was like i i had a long conversation with him it was great and then, I, and then he left all of his shopping bags there. So then he had to come see it. He sent someone else, but he, I had to like call him and be like, "Hey, I got all your fucking shit." <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, that's the main that's part of the story. The Brendan's like, "Yeah, I got J Cole's number." Yeah, right. I called him back. I said, "Yo, you left your shit here. Let's." Come the thing back with we'll Cheesecake talk. Factory you know, is that no one sits at that bar. Every time you walk in there, there's like two or three stragglers at that bar. There's usually like a sixty-year-old couple. Like of two women going shopping, and then that one random dude who's going there chugging fucking 
martini so we can get all sauced up before we go. Other than that, I've never had a problem finding a seat at that bar, which is like an eight seat bar. Yeah. Like it's probably just a good people. I don't think the bar is as popular. So like they probably know that. Yeah, not really. Also, uh, I, I know we told this, this story on the show before, so I won't actually go into detail, but I don't think Todd was on. Todd wasn't on that episode. I don't know if Todd knows the story, but Chris Evans one time went to the Burlington Cheesecake to eat and Jen kicked him out. Why? <laughs> because she didn't know it was Chris Evans. Because he sent like Chris Evans sent like his friend to like get the table. Yeah. And the way that Cheesecake is, is like, oh, you can't you can't just sit at the bar high tops tables. You have to like they're part like part of the weight. You have to like be sat there. Yeah. So like they went to sit there and Jen was like told someone one of the other like people to go like kick him out basically. Tell them they can't sit there, and then they left, and I, and then she didn't realize until they were leaving. She was like, "Oh, I just kicked out Chris." <laughs> he had like a he had like a Red Sox hat pulled down. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was well, definitely like it was definitely like during. I mean, I yeah, of course it was during Captain America times. It's like the last fucking fifteen right. years. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Well, dude, when me and Amanda lived in Salem, remember that Todd from Breaking Bad was like partying all over Salem at that point, and we just every because we would go out every night at that point and. We just kept on waiting to run into him, and we never fucking did. But I remember hearing a story of him at, at uh, what's that? What's that high end restaurant kind of so uh, Opus? Yes. He passed out face first down on the woman's room, like in, inside outside of the door. Like he was, everyone said he was like the coolest dude ever. He was just, um, like down down to hang with people, and like was just everyone loved him. Jen, Jen, it can hear me clearly because she's texting me right now. She said they came up to complain after, and I kicked them out, and then. <laughs> And then she said it was uh, I forget the actor's name, but it was Bucky. That was the person that he said. That's up. so funny. Uh, what are they doing Captain out here? Stan. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, they were just eating. I mean, he lives in Massachusetts. I don't know if he still does, oh, yeah, but he definitely yeah, he definitely at that time was still living or at least coming back <laughs> to visit family or something. If I'm Chris Evans and no offense to my wife and fucking everyone else, but Tuesday, I'm going to go to fucking someplace in Boston that like, you can probably get like a side table and no one knows who the fuck you are. You know what I, I'm saying? This I think he, expe- I think he expected that in Burlington. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Go to bed. ends up in border cafe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Jen said he'd never return and goes to the Bancroft now. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyways, welcome everyone. To the Bass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. I don't know why I just said it that way. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Hubie Halloween too much. Either way, we have a new episode <laughs> for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom. And joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Whatever. How you, what you sipping on over there, Mike? You got something, something, something spicy in there? What you got going on over it might, there, Mike? It might be coffee. Is it coffee or is it like an old fashioned like Brendan? Because it sounded, it looked like either. It's whatever I got from uh, Ledger last week. Oh, oh nice. Mike's over here, fucking getting delivery cocktails. Up. I love it. Yeah, I love it, Mike. I like it. <laughs> it, it's it's empty now, but <laughs> so Mike's definitely sauced up. Let's get some hot takes. Uh, rounding us out on this lovely Saturday evening is the former Overwatch fiend, Mr. Action Bang Bang Shoot 'em Up, Todd Gary. Shit's getting fucking scary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? Good. I'm doing. I'm doing very well right now. What uh, What are you uh, drinking over there? I see you. I see you sipping on a beer. What do you got over there? I'm drinking some uh, Finback Ultimate Beats. It's actually so much better than um, Smooth Beats. Smooth Beats. Yeah. Is it a variation would... of that beer? It is. Yes. It's it's a Jay Wakefield collab. Is uh, it? 
Smooth Beach is a coconut IPA. Yeah, and that's a Jay Wakefield collab too with Bim Bay. Oh, Smooth Beach is a Jay Wakefield beer too. Yeah, it's like oh, one I didn't of their staples. That. It's one of like I don't know if they like. I don't, I don't think, think it's on staples, the can. Which is weird. Uh, I can tell you right now. Yeah, you can if you can see that. Weird. Interesting. It's good though. But uh, it's it's the coconut is definitely still there, but the hops and the haziness come out of this one way more than the other one. It, it's definitely a far superior beer. I would prefer them just to make this personally. I don't even think I can go back to to the other one. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Yep. But before we get rolling into this week's episode, I know this this intro has been the longest intro I think probably ever. This is the longest intro of a, of an episode for us to date because we talked for okay, like it was, it was a fun conversation though. Was it? Was it? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do. I think it was. I think it was pretty funny. I, I was laughing the whole time. You, yeah, <laughs> just just like how much I was laughing during Hubie Halloween last night. <laughs> this episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and you need yourself something delicious, something sweet, something tasty, something different to go down, make yourself have a good evening, you can do that from 4 to 10s on Friday, 2 to 10 on Saturday, and 2 to 9 on Sundays. Every weekend, they have a different rotating variety of three cookies, or as they like to call them, fatties. And let me tell you, they are delicious. And this week is I one of the I best weeks in a while. Say, Absolute fucking sense. bangers. You know me, I don't get to go there ever. But when you said, I'm usually not jealous, but when you sent me the, I, when I saw the Count Ch- Chocula ones, uh, was that, it? that was what oh, made me buy it. Uh, I was like, Count Chocula is my fucking jam. I would have got a dozen of those. But, but Mike showed me the, the, all the flavors for this week. It's Kit Kat is one of them, then Count Chocula, and then Vanilla Birthday Cake, which their regular birthday cake is usually really good. So, Vanilla Birthday Cake, you know, I can't fuck around without, with not, and miss out on those three. So it's a rare week for me where one of them, usually there's like one of them that has at least an ingredient, like one ingredient that I don't necessarily care for. Like I'm not a big peanut butter or peanut guy. I think Mike shares that sentiment. So, uh, you know, this week was three, three bangers. Nope, no peanuts. And I was, I was ready to go. Uh, so yeah, so you can check them out every weekend, a different rotation of cookies on Sunday mornings. If you need something a little bit sweet, something spicy, something savory to get your morning going, you can get a chubby from eight to two. And you know what? If you're like me and you're being very cautious during this pandemic and you don't want to go outside and you want to limit your interaction with people as much as possible, if you live in the North Shore, they'll deliver it right to your door. You don't have to get out. You don't have to do anything. They they have a, a very, very great system down. The cookies arrive fresh. They're baked to order. They're super delicious. And for me in particular, they come, they bring them right to my side door. They leave them there. They don't wait for me. They let me know. They text me, let me know they're there. I don't have to wear it. My hands, wipe my hands. I'm good. No interaction with anybody. Leave them a nice tip. There you go. So good night, Fatty. Sponsors the show. And uh, you should definitely check them out if you find yourself in this area. The PTC Movie Club for October is my pick, and it's Grave of the Fireflies. So if you want to watch that movie in October and listen to us chat about it on the last episode of October, you can uh, look forward to doing that with us in the last week of October. I am almost done with Persona 5 Royal, and Cam is now digging back in to finish it along with me. So as soon as that happens, I think we're planning on uh, Persona 5 Royal spoiler cast potentially being last week of October or first week of November. So somewhere in that, in that time range, you can look <laughs> I forward love that to that. It's, 
spend over like four months. It's this is my, this is it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. Like <laughs> we're gonna do the spoiler cast on Persona Five. I'm you know I'm getting close to it. We're gonna do it at the end of July. We got this. But we're gonna do it in August. Well, well, you know, somewhere between October and November. Listen, like the 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 July and August thing was misleading to me because like I hear other people tell me what their hour count is on finishing the game, and mm -hmm. I myself am now at one fifty five hours clocked in, so it's like I can't even gauge it off of other people's things because like some people are like, no, I finished the game in seventy five hours, and I'm like, what? Like how? How do you finish this game in seventy five hours? I feel like there's... I don't know how you did one hundred and fifty five to be honest. I I I I min max way too much. I spend way too much time like trying to make the right decisions. But and I also, that, or go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's why I honestly didn't want to tell you anything because I want. I knew you were gonna try and min max it, but I know if I gave you certain criteria like, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that, you were gonna go crazy trying to actually pull all that off. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that I have to do that I can miss? What do you mean? I don't know. You made a point to like tell me to get certain people confidants to certain levels. We can talk about this another time. I'm talking about it right now because yeah. we're already burning through this episode. Um, so yeah, so we look forward to the Persona Five Royal spoiler cast coming very, very soon. It's gonna actually happen. It's gonna be great. And then, uh, and then uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do Cyberpunk. What do you think, Todd? Cyberpunk? Uh, I I already know. I've been watching. I just like have watched every video that's come out for that game at this point. And you know me, I'm like. I, I'm not some CD Projekt Red fanboy because I don't like Witcher 3. So, like, I have zero experience with them as developers except for Witcher 3, which I yeah. was kind of impartial. I just, just didn't do it for me. Uh, but this game, man, the more I... Oh, dude, give, give me this game right now. I, I can already tell this is going to be like a Red Dead game for me where it's going to be like 100 hours playing a single-player campaign. Yeah. I'm going to fucking do everything. I'm, I'm going to... And the car mechanics, like driving, looks like it feels good. Gunplay looks like it feels good. So... Mm -hmm haven't seen a lot of the um, melee with like the katanas and everything but yeah no i'm, I'm super pumped for this game i i, I think this game's gonna do well uh oh it's 100 like, gonna do very well as, as far as like reviews and everything too yeah. though, i think it's gonna be reviewed very well too but uh yeah as far as far as future spoiler cast for the rest of this year you know persona 5 royal is the next just based on where we are in the year i can see potentially maybe one more to round out 2020 and it could potentially be cyberpunk but we haven't committed to a to the next spoiler cast uh so this has been like one of my favorite years mm -hmm. and if cyberpunk comes out of this year and if that's the game that becomes my game of the year after the year i've had with all these games that i've really fucking enjoyed i'm just going to be like blown away it's, i feel like it's going to do a lot to like be my game of the year at this point because of like animal crossing hades mm -hmm. last of us 2 there's so many games that i just final fantasy 7 so, remake final fantasy 7 <laughs> remake um <laughs> uh what else i said uh, that because yeah, you no, hate that game no i know uh, uh i don't I, hate it but i just was, was i i will say i think i haven't i have an idea for how we're going to handle game of the year this year something a little bit different um i think that'll that'll kind of what are you thinking let's you know let's get let's air it out and you want to air it out you want to throw it yeah, on a little bit just a little bit let's i think i think I think the best thing that we could do is because just our, our, all of our tastes vary. And, uh, you know, um, Mike has probably played the least amount of games. So like Mike's input on a lot of the games that you and I love are probably going to, is probably going to be very minimal, uh, or at least, you know, an in, in input from someone who hasn't played much or any of the game. I think what we should do and we can air this out is 
prior to us recording that episode, we all pick, and this is kind of similar to what we did last year, but we all pick our own game of the year. And instead of like doing past the controller game of the year, we just do like Todd's game of the year, my game of the year, Mike's game of the year. And I'm thinking, um, we might have some some closer friends of the show who uh, may have games that we aren't going to pick for Game of the Year come on for that episode so that, like, the whole episode is, like, you know, theoretically, Animal Crossing New Horizons is my Game of the Year. So I talk about Animal Crossing, and I'm not trying to, like, pitch you or anyone else on why it's Game of the Year. I'm just saying why it's my Game of the Year. And then you talk about Hades or whatever it is, and then... You know, Mike talks you, about whatever his I think his you're going to have to do two episodes. You're going to have to do one with us and then one with the other because that would be like a fucking seven-hour episode if we do that. Like, no, I, I, th- I think it, I think we can have it slimmed down to be... I still can't believe that the, the Last of Us 2 spoiler cast was like four and a half. Like, the fact of... Like, usually I'm like, can we get this over with if it's yeah. something going on too long? It just blows my mind that we spent that much time on that. Like, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm curious I, which, to see how Mike how Mike handles the Persona Five spoiler cast being very long because I I'm I'm nervous that it's going to be. Also, Mike, uh, I'm pretty but I sure feel like you're all in agreement on that game for the most part. Like, uh, it's no, because I'm throwing in two wild cards that I haven't fully told Mike about. So there's gonna be there's gonna be probably six or seven people on that episode. Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> I want to I want a bunch of perspectives. I want a bunch of uh, voices on that show. But anyways, so yeah, look look forward to that stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll reveal what where our plans are for Game of the Year as we get closer to the end of the year. Anyway, we've still got plenty of games that are coming out and need to play. Uh, so yeah, before we get into some of the bigger topics of the evening, uh, I mean, is anyone playing anything other than the stuff we normally play? Anyone, anything anyone wants to talk about in particular for games that they are playing? Uh, I've just been rallying Mafia 2 just to get achievements just so I can beat you. Um, the, the month is young. I get I get stuff no, in my no, back pocket ready but, to go. But, but that but that game is actually the story is so good. The gameplay I don't know if it's it doesn't necessarily. Oh, even two is not not great. Gameplay was. Uh, you know what? Going back to one and seeing how one was when I switched over to two, I was like, you know what? Maybe I appreciate one a lot more now. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's weird, but I've just been playing that, and I've been playing uh, Hades nonstop. Yeah, Hades, Hades, Hades and Hades Animal Crossing. Hades, Hades, Hades and Animal Crossing. I mean, I'm pretty much just sitting on my switch morning and night these days yeah what about you it's mike so funny. oh go ahead well i was just gonna say that last year i think i had when it sends you the report of how many hours you had if you checked on like nintendo club nintendo or whatever the hell it was mm-hmm. uh i think i had like 450 hours <laughs> i have 440 hours alone on animal crossing this year not including like everything else i've played but like that's I know. insane to me i think it's animal- hands down the most game I think Animal Crossing for me is around like 380. I think I have to check. Yeah, I haven't checked in a bit. It's, but... it's nuts, man. Like we all have like monster hours on that game. What about uh, what about you, Mike? Anything other than the stable stuff? Anything else finding its way into your into your play play uh sessions? Not really. I guess we're playing Fortnite again. So oh yeah, we are. I don't. Did we talk about that last week? I can't remember. I don't know. No, don't... no reason to. Um. <laughs> Well, well, I I do want to quickly touch on Fortnite only because Mike bought the battle pass. So like Mike's clearly a little bit invested in Fortnite. What 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 uh what is drawing you in, Mike? Is it the fact that Dom is is like kind of hardcore into it at the moment, or is it the Marvel stuff or both? He I like Mike's like willing to play with people when people are online, you know, and like he like never says no, which I that's not wrong with that. That's that's great. I love that about Mike. 
I wish like I had more people to play with like that on a regular that, basis. That's why I want Mike to get into more of the games that me and you specifically play yeah, because man, we're always definitely. on. I prefer shit. like the cr- the crew playing, you know, like that's yeah. like my favorite times playing games. That's why yeah, I, I like Fortnite. I know that's why I think you should do it though, just because like Fortnite is so non committal for us. Yeah, it's just literally just like dicking around. Uh, but if, how, some, if one of my if one if one of my friends is see that I'm playing that dude, I can't come back from that. So I'm you're just... an idiot, Mike. What <laughs> what if you what what have you? How has that Fortnite been for you revisiting that on a more consistent basis? That's all right. Is there like is that is that the extent of the reasoning as to why you jump back in? Because like, knee Dom and Marvel. Pretty much, I yeah. already had I had the the V bucks already because I gained them from like I bought a battle pass. A while ago, for one skin, like a while was it ago. the Star Wars one? No, it wasn't. It was um, it was like the spy one, I think. I oh I... yes, for was that the one where the with the buff kitty or no? Uh, it might have been. I don't think I actually got the buff kitty skin. I but you wanted like the eight ball skin or something. I was wanted the eight ball skin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I bought the battle pass for that, and then I've just been sitting on V bucks that I accrued through it since then yeah well what, i mean depending on what happens to Fortnite after the marvel event ends like you should at the bare minimum use the battle pass that you currently bought to accrue enough so that in the future when another event pops up that we want to get into you have the v bucks unlocked yeah Th- that's well, that's what i try to keep it at like if i decide to go in on a battle pass i just make sure to get enough v bucks through the battle pass to make sure that i don't have to buy anymore oh shit heads up there's a doom bot <laughs> That's an idiot. This guy gets it. Uh, and then for me, I, I actually played this two weeks ago, but I didn't talk about it last week because we had a guest and we kind of talked about a million other things. Uh, I played and finished What Remains of Edith Finch. And normally, this is a type of game that, like, I don't, a lot of people, it's, you know, it's a walking sim, it's a puzzle game, first person puzzle game. I don't like using the word walking sim because I feel like it, it like brings a negative connotation to a lot of people. Um, but, I it's not typically a type of game that I would play, but I actually really enjoyed the story. And I think there were some parts that were a little whatever, but I think overall I really liked the story and I kind of, I kind of wouldn't hate to see like more story in that, like more in that story. But I think, I think it also kind of wraps itself up pretty nicely, but uh, it, it was, a, it was a good game. I mean, only a couple hours it's on game pass. So, I mean, if you have Xbox, you know, definitely something worth checking out, but I can definitely see why people praise that game. I don't think I would hold it in such as high regard as some people do, but I, I definitely like, you know, for a game that's, you know, not new, it didn't come out any, you know, recently, but definitely I, like I was playing gone home all over again. See, and like the and, story is way better though in this game. Cause it was like more mystery. And like, you know, when you're playing as like the octopus and it's like, you're like the bird and then you go like yeah see but you so you like you played that part that's so early in the game the game like the story evolves way much more after that and like the gameplay sessions are not all like that specific session like that that section of the game is like true to that person it's basically with like the easiest way to describe the game without giving really much away is that you are playing as as edith and you are going through your family's old house trying to figure out what happened to your family and every time you get to a family member you play a section of the game through like their eyes 
Yeah, it's basically, uh, it, you're like killing everyone every time. I mean, you're, you're witnessing their death every time. Is basically every time you're playing them, correct? Uh, I mean, I feel like that's a spoiler, but yes, that's what you're doing. Well, I mean, you know that within like the first like five minutes of that. Game. Yeah, I mean, not the first five minutes, but like you after you play through the first couple of story sections, you're like, oh, you're seeing how everyone died and why they died. And it kind of links together. I, I, it, it's it was a good story. I, I enjoyed it. And it's actually making me I'll probably check out Gone Home to see if it's uh, resonates. The you should definitely you, should, you know you will because it's really good. Um, what was going to say there's uh, and one other game I've been playing and I forgot to bring this up. Uh, it's called Rise and Shine from Adult Swim Games. I don't know if you ever tried it. You guys ever tried it? Oh, yeah, I didn't even know you were playing this. What is this? No, it's on Game Pass. It's I'm kind of digging it. I feel like you guys would definitely dig it, too. It's a single-player game. Um, it's like one of those things you aim with the analog and then fire the trigger kind of games. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, like but, a top, like a top-down, like shooter like no so it's like you're it's like a it's kind of platforming levels but uh i highly recommend it because i'm really into it and i feel like you'll like the mechanics it's not like fast-paced action there's like a lot of puzzle solving in it and everything but i it came out of nowhere for me i was like i saw it on game pass which is fucking the greatest thing ever uh and yeah i was like i'll download this i'll try this and i'm like okay cool i actually dig this game interesting um well so i'm gonna i'm gonna like rapid fire through some of these other topics just because I want to get to the main topic. Um, so another thing that we didn't really do a recap on, and it's it's been a month at this point, so I definitely want to touch on it before it gets too long, but PAX Online was last month, and besides us having two panels, which you can check out on the podcast feed, or if you want to watch the video version, you can check them out on our YouTube channel. Um, we played, well, I, I played primarily and covered some stuff. Um, a few of the standout games that I got to check out during the event were Trick Shot, which is basically picture like skateboarding and a combo trick system from like a early Tony Hawk game mixed with a third person shooter. And I think this game is really special. And I didn't think the demo was bad. It was a very early build of the game. It was an alpha build of the game. Um, so, you know, things will definitely change over time and, and the game will get you know more enhanced and, and, and tweaked. But I think that when this game, you know, fully comes out, it has potential to be something really, really special and, you know, maybe catch on. I think uh, like mixing these two genres, like Tony Hawk, basically making Tony Hawk with a third person shooter where you have to get kills, but also do tricks and combos and stuff. And like getting kills while you're doing tricks and combos, like builds your combo meter. And it's about, I mean, there'll be different modes and stuff, but it's about building your score. So like, you know, if we were playing a team deathmatch match and like maybe Mike wasn't as good at getting kills, but he was fucking nasty at racking up combos like Mike could just be doing combos like skateboarding and like or you can rollerblade. So skateboarding and rollerblading and like doing all these crazy things and landing tricks and me and Todd could be doing more like kill stuff like it, it all adds together. Yeah, it definitely has has. You know what? I played that last night, and I forgot how good that game was. It's a sense of that game is so slept on. I actually want to play through Sunset soon, simply jump because... back into it because I it doesn't feel dated. It feels like no, it's a I don't game think it would feel dated so either. But no, I, I yeah, definitely, I definitely want to play through it soon because I'm wondering if it will eventually get delisted from Xbox because because Sony purchased uh, right. Insomniac. But Trick Shot, fantastic. Probably the, my favorite game that I played was Unpacking, which is another game that like I didn't think would be something that would resonate with me at all. But it's basically you are doing exactly as, as the title suggests. You're unpacking. So you get put into a room or a house or an apartment, 
and you have cardboard boxes and you're clicking on them. And when you click on it, an item comes out and you have to put it away. And it's a very simple premise, but it is so relaxing. The music is so good. The art style is great pixel art. And the and like the, like the sound design of the, like when you're clicking on stuff and putting stuff away, it's just all very relaxing. So that, that all works together in, in, in a very cohesive way. But the thing that like is interesting is underneath it all, there's like a story being told without there being any dialogue or, 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 uh, you know, words on the screen, because when you start a level, it'll be like, all right, you know, 1993, boom, you're in your, your child, your child bedroom and you're unpacking there. So it's like, oh, like here's a thing that looks like a Game Boy and here's a thing that looks like a Tamagotchi and like other things like that. And then like cut to 2020 or 20, you know, 2001 and like you're, in college dorm room or something, or I don't know, maybe 93 to 2001 isn't the right time, but you get what I'm saying. And it'll cut to like, you're in a college dorm room. So like some stuff from your previous room, you're moving with it, but some stuff you like clearly aren't taking with you anymore. And it keeps going as you like go into other aspects of this character's life. It's very interesting. So I'm wondering if throughout the course of it, when you get to the end of the game, if like there's like some sadder things that you part yeah, with of course that definitely seems like where it's going. exactly so like i'm kind of really excited to see how that plays out because i feel like that's a game that could like fucking slap me in the face with emotions and I, I'm, I'm ready for it but the game was it was great it was super super relaxing um and then two other games i'll mention and we'll move on from packs online but hawk i don't know how i think you pronounce it hawk but it's a metroidvania uh with it had really interesting uh story and really interesting mechanics like that you unlocked over time. The demo was was surprisingly pretty long for what it was. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And then Price Tales, which is an RPG with with fantastic uh I believe it's hand drawn art style. And the story seemed pretty interesting. And it seems like the main mechanic of the game outside of the RPG stuff is you have the ability to like actively go forward in time and go backward in time. So like you can, you can use that ability to like affect things in the past or in the present. And it seems like it has a heavy focus on the narrative that way. So I think that game has really, really cool potential to be something cool. And I think it comes out next month. So uh, if you, if you like RPGs that have a similar fight style to like a classic Mario RPG where there's timing, make elements to the combat um i think it's definitely something worth checking out i i enjoyed that a lot i think that'll end up being a something kind of stand out but the next thing i wanted to touch on briefly before we get into the final topic was a lot of spider-man 3 rumors i don't know where the two of you stand on this stuff but we got supposedly jamie fox is coming back to play uh, electro shocker electro 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 uh and then it but that's not confirmed correct mike i believe it is oh it is no. now i i didn't look in uh, basically what you're going to say which i assume is based off of headlines you read i've only read the headlines i've not yet read into that so what I've, you know is what i know i've only read one article that was jamie fox saying he wanted to play 
uh, Electro again. I don't know if, if that has he been... He posted something on his Instagram, and then he had to pull it down, basically. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then the other thing is that Benedict Cumberbatch, which I believe this is... This is true, yeah. True, is that he's yeah. coming to play Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 3. But, like, there's two ways that can go. One is... They're tying in the Doctor Strange movie to the, they're definitely tying in. Well, so that's movie. one way it could go. Or the other thing is simply the deal that, unless the deal has been changed since then, the deal that, that Sony and Marvel have, or Sony and Disney have, is that someone from the MCU has to appear in the Spider-Man movies. That's correct, Mike? Because it was Iron Man in the first two? And um, I guess I guess Happy 2 counts? I don't know if that's... That would make sense, because I heard, like, yeah, that, that would make sense. Uh, I mean... Uh, that's fine by me. Get all those guys in there. I'm I'm sure. Um, I don't want to say this because I'm not going to begin to assume what the deal might entail. I would say that simply by virtue of saying that Spider-Man is a part of this larger MC universe, they would, someone would want to have some sort of tangible evidence of that, so they would have at least one character show up and be like. Remember me from the other movies? I'm well, I, th I think that's, but I think that's part of their deal is that somebody from the MCU had to be in the Spider-Man movies to like, obviously do what you said, you know, tie them together. But I think that was part of the deal was like, okay, Iron Man's, you know, arguably the biggest character in the MCU. So he's going to be in fucking Spider-Man because that's what we want my move because that was huge yeah <laughs> it's like so i mean you know dr strange could potentially be showing up just to fulfill that role because you know for what we understand tony's dead so you know it could just be that but more realistically at least especially because we know that's that dr strange 2 is uh the the mad multiverse, multiverse madness is that what's called multiverse yeah, something like madness. that so you know, we, we know that his movie is supposed to play around with that concept. So if if the rumors around Spider-Man are, you know, Toby's coming back, Andrew Garfield's coming back, now Jamie Foxx is apparently coming back. You know, we already got Jay uh what what's his name? Not not J. John Jameson. What's what's fucking the actor's name? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> no. Uh JK, we got J.K. Simmons you know, in there already. Which that actually doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, it's great that they did that though, because everyone loved him from he's an Academy Award winning. Actor. No, I know, you know but if they're know. but if their thing is to do the multiverse of madness, unless that post credit scene for homecoming takes place during That's what I'm saying, like right the multiverse already happening. I it doesn't make sense that he's together. there. I think exactly. That's why I think they're going to tie this all together because me and you, I, you know me, I'm bitching all the time about, oh, let's have another shitty villain. Let's get to the big villain, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like if they start to, I want them to do crazy stuff like this. Like, I think this is the direction they need to go. I think it's the only way they're going to be able to explain like the X-Men and shit like that too. So I read something that, what's the main guy who handles the Marvel movies? Kevin Feige. Yeah, I heard he was trying to get, Hugh Jackman to come back for something too. This is like all speculation, so I doubt it will even happen. This is just bullshit. But I read something about that too. I mean, Hugh Jackman—that would be a fucking huge fucking paycheck for Hugh Jackman if he came. I back. don't think Hugh Jackman would turn this down. Like, I, I if like to be a part of this, like what this has become. Like, yeah. I don't see why he would. You know. I mean, I definitely, I definitely think there's an interview where he he said he wanted to be in the MCU before. 
you know, I think he wanted to be in it when it was all the old guns too. Like, I think he wanted to be there when like Robert Downey Jr. and stuff were there. But I think, uh, I mean, I don't know how they're going to make the multiverse work, but I guess that also like, if they start fucking around with the multiverse, that potentially gives them the ability to, I mean, I don't know how the multiverse works. So like with this, Mike, could this bring the opportunities to be like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, a different version exists where Robert Downey Jr. could come back or no? I think anything's open, but it's a multiverse. They can do whatever the hell they want. Whatever the hell they yeah. want. Yeah, it pretty well, much is. Where, where Robert Downey Jr. is still alive in Iron Man? Sure. They could have one where he's a horrible guy. Okay. Because that's what like the monster. time traveling, the time traveling like basically causes this whole thing. They can't just introduce time traveling like that and then be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. then the same thing, the same thing with what uh, the Sorcerer Supreme says to Hulk when she's like has yeah. all the things and like yeah. you know like so like. But Hulk, clearly... Hulk supposedly rectifies it or at least tries to, but then Loki fucking fucks it up. Yes, he bounces. So we're yeah. gonna probably, they're gonna probably explain that in his show, which I'm. I think I'm more excited. Well, actually, I'm really excited for uh, WandaVision because I think that's gonna. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, all those. Interesting. Shows. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I, I haven't even used Disney Plus since I since the beginning. So give me some reasons now. I, I'll yeah. still hold on to it. But... So it's funny you brought up Disney Plus. I actually have been watching something on Disney Plus. So if you if you like The Mandalorian. There's a thing on there that, that Dom told me to watch a while ago. I don't know if you watched it, Mike. It's called Star Wars Gallery, The Mandalorian. Did you watch this, Mike? No. Is it, is it how they filmed it and everything? Yes. And I yeah. like absolutely encourage you to fucking watch this if you liked The Mandalorian. If you didn't like The Mandalorian or don't care for Star Wars, maybe not watch, watch the whole well, maybe not watch the whole thing, but there are definitely episodes that you should 100 percent watch because it's broken up into episodes. So like there's an episode on the directors. There's an episode on the cast. There's an episode on like the 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 technical aspect of stuff. And like one of the episodes that like kind of blew my mind was an episode on how they filmed it. Like some of the technology they used this thing that they created called the they call it the volume. Which are you familiar with this, Mike? Have you read into this or seen it at all? No. So I don't want to talk too much about this because this wasn't part of the episode. No, it's cra- it's super but, interesting though, and it's but, crazy. So like you should definitely at least watch this episode where they talk about the volume. No, it, I, I watched this stuff and how they... I oh, you like watched was, this already? Not this. I watched like a clip on YouTube of like some of this stuff when people were like talking about it when it came out. So even if you don't watch the whole thing, which I, I recommend watching the whole thing because like hearing like the, the round table of the directors and stuff talking about it is really cool. But the episode where they specifically deep dive on the volume is so fascinating to me because they basically took a bunch of technology that already exists and put it together in a way that no one else has really done. So they have industrial light magic who does a lot of stuff for star Wars and Disney and other people um, where they like do a lot of special effects type stuff. And Kevin Feige is obviously done. I mean, sorry, not Kevin Feige. John Favreau has done a bunch of stuff in this realm, you know, between the Marvel movies and between Lion King and jungle book with like working with blue screens and green screens and stuff. But they build this room for, the Mandalorian, which instead of using green screens and blue screens, which they do, I'm sure use that for certain scenes, but for a majority of the filming, they have this place that is like a giant screen that utilizes 
a bunch of different technologies, including Epic's fucking Unreal Engine. Like it's like a it's like they use video game technology to do this, which is kind of crazy. And VR. It's just very fucking cool. I like I was blown away by this. And uh you're on the set. They build the set, like the floor, and then other like tangible things on it. But instead of a big green screen, it's a giant video screen that you know, obviously they create the art assets and whatever. And instead of it being something that they do after with a green screen, it's there live. And the cameras, when they point at like, you know, uh, Pedro Pascal plays the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think so. Uh, when they like point the camera at Pedro, the if I'm understanding it correctly, the wall, the perspective of the camera to the wall changes as if like it's someone standing there looking at him. So it's like correct proportions. Uh, it's like it was super fascinating, and well, not it only makes sense though because like it, everything felt in that show, which I loved, felt small in scale. Yes. And like when you watch that, like it makes. I was like, what are they? Like I could tell, like they're filming something like very tightly in every yeah. scene you, especially the first episode, because I think the first episode is a lot of him walking, and yes. like you could just tell, like it. And then when you, but not in a bad way like, though. No, 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 not at all. Like I totally, I was a little, I so like I'm very critical about shit like this, and it bothered me for the first couple minutes of the first episode and then halfway through, I'm like, yeah, no, this doesn't, yeah. you know, like it was like one of those things, but then when you see how they do it, you're like, uh, yeah, but there was okay. a lot of advantages to them doing it too. Cause like, you know, obviously like, you know, Mando is, he's in a fucking silver armored outfit. Yeah. So it's like yeah. super shiny and reflective. So like if they were filming this, like they would film other stuff with a green screen or a blue screen, they'd have to then afterwards go in and edit out all of the reflections on him and then re-edit in, what would supposedly be the reflection, but because it's a real time set, it's like the reflections are all pretty accurate to what he's in because it's actually the background that would be edited in normally afterwards. Um, and the other interesting thing is that it make it, it was good for the actors, at least according to them talking about it, because the actors, instead of standing in a room that was just all green or blue, they were standing on, where they were supposed to be standing. Like they were like, Oh, I'm on this fucking planet right now. Like I'm in this bar right now. Like, I don't know. It was, it was super fascinating. If you care about the Mandalorian, I definitely recommend watching it. But if you just it's care like, about that technology, I would definitely watch it. It's, it's like glorified, like voice acting in some ways, you know, like, I mean, you're still moving your body and everything, but like, it's crazy. Like they're like cartoon characters in some ways. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, I would highly recommend checking it out. If, if that sounds interesting to you. Um, Okay, well, we're fucking flying, flying through time tonight. You're like, I don't know if we have anything to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but it's always fucking happens. It always fucking right. happens. Because uh, I was going to bring up New York Comic Con's going on right now, and, and there's not a lot. I think the only two big things were Invincible, at least big things for us and or our audience. Uh, Invincible got a trailer, uh, and That's I think great. revealed. I, was that revealed prior to us? I think Do we know? knew that it was getting a show. Okay. Is it like, is it like are the people making that show? Is it like anime people? Because it looked very. I have no idea. I don't know anything about. Idea. I don't know anything about the comic, other than it was made by Robert Kirkman. I don't know anything about the show, other than a trailer for Amazon Prime. Gotcha. I have a death of someone comic from that. Like I don't know who the fuck dies, but I, it was like in the peak of when I was buying comics, and I definitely just bought it because I was like, oh, that seems important. Do either of you care about the show? I, I'm I'm excited to watch it. Um. Yeah, maybe. I I heard good things about the comic, and it was one of those things that I never got around to reading because I mismanaged well, my time. 
I feel like it's it's more your guy's style than it is mine. I'm not usually into that like whole fucking. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just don't know anything about Invincible. From, from so what from what little I know about this show, I think it's actually way more up your alley, Todd, than you may realize. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I guess the only other thing worth mentioning, I mean, there's a bunch of Walking Dead stuff, which I don't think any of us care about the Walking Dead that much anymore. Uh, you know, other things got revealed and shown off too, but. The Modoc show, which I had no idea this was a thing, Marvel's Modoc, which is coming to Hulu. Yep. Did, did you see this trailer, Todd? Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of show. They're doing like a Harley Quinn kind of. Yeah. Thing, Why cool. is it going to Hulu? Is it because it's like uh, a rated it's a higher? Weird show, but it's it's probably because it's like not something that they really want tied to fucking everything else. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just weird that they're doing a show about Modoc. I, 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 I didn't know it was going to be like that. I, when yeah. I, when I, when the anime was really I was like, cool. I love it. Yeah. When Mike sent that today, though, I was like, okay, so is this like, is this robot chicken kind of making fun of what this is going to be? I was like, is it? Yeah. When, and then I watched it and I'm like, oh, oh, it's Pat Oswald. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm sold. I was sold yeah. right away. Apparently, Pat Oswald is also writing a current run of Modoc comics. Weird. Doesn't surprise me. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. it, but it looks really cool. Like it looks funny <laughs> yeah. and it, like the art style looks fucking incredible. Wait, Mike is, uh, the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max. Uh, if you know? it's not, it's going to be soon. I think. Okay, I think it, cool. I'm trying to remember. I think it may have even gotten renewed recently and it's going. So basically, um, DC universe, they're finally going to like revamp and so they focus on comics and I think all of their, original tv programming is going to hbo max i don't know what's going to happen to, like, most of it's there right now yeah hbo max is like a sleeper hit for me right now i'm using it like a ton i was using it briefly when i was like i need something to play in the background and i had it play c lab 2021 for a bit you love that show mike huh <laughs> it's so good it's I so good i don't know where brennan got that impression from it's very interesting i feel like you definitely have brought up that show in the past I or mean, yeah, or it's, i've it's been I've been with you. No, I know it's old, but that's why I'm thinking. I I feel like I may have been with you somewhere and the show was on because of your request or your doing. I I have very little pull and I doubt I would ever say, hey, put on C-Lab. Well, it may may have just been at at WPI in your dorm room or something. I don't know. I I don't know why I I tied C-Lab to you and Dom for some reason. I don't I don't know. Anyways, so the last topic I want to talk about before we wrap things up is today or yesterday, I can't remember. I mean, everything everything fucking meshes together at this point. I, I hate 2020. But uh, we got some details about the PS5 yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Where they broke down the, the, the console, which I don't want to go too much into that because I don't really care too much about that type of stuff. But the thing that they did reveal... Uh, which is actually interesting to me is some more details on how the PS5 is going to handle backwards compatibility. Um, and I guess my the question I want to ask both of you when we get to it is how important is backwards compatibility to you two in regards to Xbox Series X and PS5? So basically, up until this point, we didn't know much about how Sony was handling backwards compatibility and I believe it only handles PS4 games. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't believe they're doing anything with with anything no, it's just PS4. older than that. So they revealed that uh, about 99% of PS4 games will be playable 
on PS5, which is you know four thousand plus games. They did list specifically ten games that would not be compatible. Uh, but I looked at the list of games and deal breaker for me. I'm not getting it, man. I don't know. I don't think any of them are deal breakers. I mean, <laughs> maybe Hitman Go is something you care about, Todd. But it looked like a majority of those games that were on that not going to work thing just weren't. You know, it's not really the end of the world that those aren't going to be there. Um, it seems as though you can you can no problem put your PS4 discs into a PS5 and play those games, as well as if you have them digitally, you can just download them, um, which is great news because like. You know, me, someone who missed out on a lot of PS4 games, oh, it'd be great if I can throw Bloodborne in and fucking play it or throw in fucking Horizons or Dawn and play that or whatever. Uh, and it eliminates me having to keep my PS4 and, you know, PS5 when I get one in my fucking office. I can just put the PS4 in the living room and that can just be a fucking streaming box for all I care. Um, so that was the very interesting to me. I'm very happy. But if you go into the the conversation that where they revealed this information, it makes it seem like Sony themselves aren't too keen on if this is going to work with every game. Like it, they, they make a point to say, you know, you should try these games before you decide to buy any additional content like DLC or other things or upgrade packs or something. Um, not every game is going to support any like upgrade features to PS5 unless they're like explicitly said. So like I know. I know Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima are gonna take advantage of some capabilities from the PS5, um, but that's not gonna be the case with every game. It's gonna be a case by case case basis, um, where it seems as though on the on the flip side of that coin, Microsoft, you know, they were already doing a lot with backwards compatibility this gen on the Xbox One, but it seems like they're they're going hard on that again with the Series X, where not only can you play games from Xbox all the way up to Xbox One on the Xbox Series X, but a lot of Xbox One games are going to be enhanced and have improvements. And according to uh, Microsoft, they're going to automatically scale up and automatically run faster and load faster and, and have all of these things applied to them. Um, so it seems like Microsoft has like this built into their plan where at least me reading the Sony stuff, it makes it seem like to me that like maybe this wasn't always a part of Sony's plan or maybe this was was always a part, but it wasn't like a big focus for them where it's like, listen, we're going to try to let these games work. If they don't work, please, in advance, don't get mad at us. Like, don't, you know, buy extra content or whatever. Um, but I guess the the question comes down to, for the two of you, in regards to backwards compatibility, do you care? Is this is this a deal breaker for you? Is this a thing that matters to you? Like going into the next gen, what does backwards compatibility mean to you? So I, for me personally, I feel like the first two years, I would prefer a little bit of backwards compatibility because there's jack shit games coming out. Yes. The first, basically two years. So for that, yes. After that, I don't give a shit. But um, I don't know. Like last gen, there was plenty of stuff that I wasn't able to play from the 360. So I mean, it, it's there's... I have not been able to play Max Payne 3 unless I bust out of my 360 where it's, I don't even know where it is. So Wait, I can you not put, my... can you not put the Max Payne 3 disc into your Xbox? No, I'm pretty sure you can't. Unless what? I'm an idiot, but uh, I'm pretty sure you can't. I, I think it's unplayable right now. 
I think that's like one of like they had Xbox had games you can request, and that game had like like two hundred two hundred k votes on like please bring this to Xbox or Xbox One so we can play it. So I I'm pretty sure you can't play it, right? which is crazy to me, unless like they release it on the next gen and just give me a fucking remake, give me the same fucking game, please. Max Payne is not on the list according to yep. Microsoft. Yeah, see, so I can't even play it. So outside of that it. though, like you're you're excited for it in regards to like the early part of the gen but otherwise you don't care yeah i mean if i can play every i'm digital now too so i don't even think it does it even matter at this point for me when i'm 99 percent digital uh i mean if you're digital at this point like yeah any any old stuff that's that you have digital should just be able to you can just download it onto your onto yeah, your so xbox like, and playstation so yeah so it's, it's well for playstation i don't know about things earlier than ps4 as far as downloadable yeah. stuff but do we find out if game sharing is part of PS5? I don't think it has to. I've, I don't think that they have commented on that yet. I haven't I haven't seen that. What about what about for you, Mike? Like is is backwards compatibility anything that you consider? Is it a feature that you like would hope would be there or um it would be nice if it was there, but I mean, I can't say I care that much in this Unless I like all of a sudden start jonesing to play the 40 or so games I have sitting around that I've never touched. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I that, that's, that's kind of how I feel too, in regards to like the, I like it's existed on the three, on the Xbox one for, you know, a majority of the generation. It, um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't there at the beginning, but it was definitely something that they started ramping up as the, generation went on i haven't really dipped too like i've definitely played some games that were old games that were you know i was just downloading my digital rights or or whatever but i think that for certain games like for like in todd's case like todd would 100 download max Payne 3 and play it again if he could if that was an option you know, i would pay 200 dollars if i could play that <laughs> i'm not joking either i would there's so much content in that game that like i like there's so much to do past the campaign that I would play that game over and over again. Yeah. I want to okay. point out, cause I'm like, as we're talking, I'm, I'm like looking through the official list on Microsoft's website of 360 games in particular. And I don't see any rockstar games here. So I wonder if rockstar just doesn't like their game. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a rockstar thing. It's on, it's on Xbox. Thing. Cause I think that's the other thing too. I think Microsoft, at least, you know, in, as far as like consumers are concerned, their, their stance on it publicly is, we will let any game do it as long as the publishers and developers allow it. So yeah, maybe Rockstar's just like, no, eventually we'll probably resell these games or remaster these games. So you we know, don't want I was to just gonna play. say, you know what? I don't know if Rockstar owns the rights officially now to Max Payne. Did they buy that? Because they did three. I, I don't know. Oh, is that not but, their IP? Uh it would originally was id id, maybe? I don't I can't remember. But oh, it was uh, I did not know that. I don't know. What was my I can check right now, but um if they release, if there's a Max Payne anniversary coming up, they could easily just do remasters of all those fucking games, and it would be the greatest thing ever. Wait, hold on. The first Max, maybe I did know this, and I just it's it left my brain. But the first Max Payne game was made by Remedy. Remedy, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I don't think you know, they own it though. They, Rockstar must have no, purchased it. They probably did because Remedy did one and two, I believe, and Rockstar did three. I don't know. I, I'm like trying to quickly look for the answer, but I don't want to like sit here and just stare at my computer yeah, and not say anything. Um, 
I think that the the idea of backwards compatibility when it comes to older games is good for a lot of things. One being, especially when you look at things like Nintendo's catalog, Nintendo's not really great about letting you play older games unless you either A, rebuy it when they remaster it, or not even remaster, just re-release it, or B, unless you just own those old old platforms and that's kind of just been the way video games are have been in general forever um up until this generation where microsoft is making a concerted effort to be like no no no, we want you to be able to play xbox games from from the beginning to now always like we want that to be a part of our ecosystem and i think that's important because it then puts pressure on nintendo it puts pressure on sony to do the same thing um because I mean, I, I'm I'm new to revisiting the PC world, but Mike can probably comment here more clearly. Is if I buy a game on a PC, Mike, mm-hmm. I can always play that game. Like that game is like even if I even if my PC, you know, ten years from now I buy a brand new PC, like I I always have that game, right? Uh, in some regards, it may be a question of like, how do you? Like, for instance, I think things that are in your Steam library will just stay in your Steam library. Yeah. So, um, so for the like an example where it, it wouldn't transfer, but I'm too lazy. Okay. So for the most part, like, you know, that, that type of, I guess, you know, quote unquote backwards compatibility exists always on PC, where when you go to console gaming, that's like a, 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 a concept that has always been constructed in, oh, you know, Super Mario World is on Super Nintendo, and unless Nintendo re-releases it later, you can't play it unless you have a Super Nintendo, which obviously with Super Mario World, they've done plenty of times. But so that was kind of a shitty example. But you, you, hopefully you understand what I'm saying, is that a lot of games for a long time, you know, almost historically on console gaming and handheld gaming, have been locked to the platform they've been released on. So Microsoft making this concerted effort in the Xbox One era to now making it a part of their stance with the Series X, I think is great for game preservation. I think it's great for people that want to play old games and revisit old games and have the ability and opportunity to do that without having to dig up their old Xbox or find an Xbox 360 somewhere or whatever it may be. Uh, I think that's fantastic. I think it's great that Sony is doing it with the PS4, at least part partly for what Todd said, where it's like, yeah, it would be great to, you know, maybe play some PS4 games that I never got to play or never finished while I'm waiting for new PS5 games to come out. But for me, like me in particular, who's been pretty, you know, uh, removed from the from the PS PlayStation, you know, ecosystem for a while, at least in regards to like playing a lot of exclusive games. It would be it, it's great news for me that I can get a PS5, put it in the office and play my PS4 games here and not worry about having a PS5 and a PS4 both hooked up in my office. Uh, it's great news for me in particular. So that's the thing that I'm most excited about. And the fact that I can put the discs in my PS5 is huge. I just think it's funny that one of my favorite game of, games of all time, I can't even fucking play. Is Do you it, not own a 360 like, anymore? I don't I wouldn't know where the fuck it is. Probably like buried in my a stash at my parents house somewhere bro bust that you know? shit out let's get some fucking I max Payne still have Ma- i still have max Payne. i still have the game but i, I have it too and i never finished it and that game is not i don't care about that game but oh, you know. i love it so much um but yeah I, I think i think that at least my stance on backwards compatibility is overall it is very good 
for consumers. Uh, I think it should be a thing that sticks around. I would hope so that it, it's a thing that continues to be a thing. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me that, you know, I have an Xbox sitting here with a disc drive. I have a PS4 sitting here with a disc drive. It's crazy to me that I wouldn't be able to put in the old discs and not play them. Um, Nintendo decides to use a different media format every time they make a new system. So they're a little bit different. Uh, at, at least not with the Wii. The Wii, you were able to put GameCube games into. I don't remember. Could you put Wii games in the Wii U, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I feel like you could, because I feel like I did. Okay. I, I just can't remember what. You definitely, yeah, you definitely couldn't so like put GameCube games in there. but yeah, You couldn't put GameCube games, but I think it did go back to the Wii. I was always like slightly blown away with the fact that the Wii, the Wii could could take GameCube games simply because the discs right. are so small. I was like, how does it know? How does it know? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's obviously a great thing. I mean, I, all of these types of features are in. There's nothing bad about them. I don't think it compromises anything. Um, you know, may, maybe there's some sort of tech, technology that gets compromised, but I don't think it is anything, you know. If it was anything substantial, I don't think Sony would do it. I think Microsoft would continue to do it because, uh, you know, I, I think it definitely benefits both to be like, yeah, we have a bigger library because we have old games on here too. I think it's a, I think it's a boon for anyone who decides so to Sony embrace it. Sony could have won. I mean, uh, Xbox could have won. They would have sold the most copies out of anyone right now if all they did was, hey, we're launching with one versus one hundred. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> I, I, it all comes back to one versus 100 <laughs> i think that that would be like a i unfortunately think one versus 100 was ahead of its time it will be it is because i feel like the party games are such a huge hit right yes. now that would be fucking enormous like it really would what I, and you don't even have to give out fucking prizes just give out achievements if you want make no, it easy for yourself no like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, no i think honestly i think the best thing they could do is just like make your xbox profile like make some sort of thing tied to your that no one else can ever have like or something like yeah like not like, yeah yeah like like whether it's an emblem or like a fucking like yep. sub a sub Perfect. tag to your name or so you know, a special icon or something like yep. there's so many things you could fucking do like that that don't mean anything but would mean blows my mind man it's we're in like the the helm of the party games everyone's stuck at home fucking fall guys now among us had a resurgence you know like it's I, these games are like, oh man, like, it's like I, I think, like I doubt it as a launch title, but if they like a fucking two weeks out from fucking launch, we're like, oh, by the way, launch title one versus 100 every Friday night, you know, boom, it would be yeah. fucking crazy. And you know, I'm telling you, ah, Xbox 360 was better than Xbox One. You, that, that, everything about that system was fucking better. You I, know, I you know what would be fucking amazing and fuck they they have got to be doing this they're great microsoft if you're listening phil spencer if you're listening anyone else at microsoft if you're fucking listening right now <laughs> Xbox, fucking listen. this is what you do you make a new one verse 100 and it's free if you have game pass ultimate do you know how many people will like that's just another thing for game pass what are you doing do it right now that's it Oh. Don't, don't give out prizes. Don't commit the fucking stupid shit. No, do give out prizes, like, yeah. but they're just stupid no, cosmetic like, yes, shit for yes, your or gamer like, tag. Or like, a, or a special fucking achievement, like something that like you no, only see, can I, get. It's it like could be could be slightly divisive, fuck only because no, there'll be it. some people who are like, 
how am I going to ever get this achievement? Or, you're I mean, not, that could, that not, could make so fuck like, off. Play it care about achievements, you're fucking playing it forever, trying to get the achievement. <laughs> yeah, right? There you go. That's what I'm oh, saying. Play it forever. Oh, my goodness. But, the, like, because I mean, I mean, I would do one versus, I would make it like a family thing. Are you fucking yes! kidding me? I would bring like yes! everyone else and be like, let's go. It, it's, guys, an, guys, it's an appointment. Go. It's an appointment. It's <laughs> yes, a thing that you cut out time for. Yes. Oh my it's, God. It's fucking, and, and dude, we've we've brought this up so many times since like quarantine, since we've been doing all this, since I've been on this more, and I like stand by. Like I, I that dude, I that is my peak online gaming. Like those memories of playing that game when we were all this like, oh shit. We're, I remember we're like waiting to get into the room. We're like we get in, you know. Yeah. It's, like right before. Oh man, dude, that was that uh, some of the best times. Like they, they made that work in the 360 days, where like the net code, right. like making that work was probably difficult. I feel like making that work now would be much easier. Way easier, way easier. It blows my mind that it's not something they revisited. <sighs> There's something special there. Actually, it blows my mind that no one ever else tried to do something like that. Like yes, that's a that's a that's great. That's a great fucking video game. That's a great. There, there was like there was like buzz buzz trivia was like the closest thing, but like not the same thing because like you had to have like people. Yeah. At hand, Which at the same like, time, like, I mean, I had like multiple different types of trivia games on 360, like Trivial Pursuit and other dumb things, and and they were fun, like for local play at the time. Like I would play those with people who'd come over or whatever. But like, give me that, give me that glory, give me, give me that moment on the fucking stage, like give me that. You get someone to host it. You can like this is just making money for yourself. You tie it to Game Pass, so you, so people who don't want don't have Game Pass for some dumb fucking reason but have an Xbox, you do it. People who have a PC make it on PC too, so that way you have more people buying Game Pass on PC for that reason. You want more money to get fucking dumped into it? Cool. Uh, I don't know. Bungie wants to sponsor this month, so if you do it and fucking win, you get a special dumb emblem for fucking Destiny. Oh, uh, Activision wants to sponsor this month. So you do it and when you get a dumb fucking cosmetic for your gun in Call of Duty, like just dumb shit like that, people will fucking sign up. People will play. What a what a what an opportunity that hopefully they are they are actively looking at taking advantage of. What a fucking so idea. I, I just went I just went down a hole for a second as we we're talking about this, but uh there's an article from 2019 about phil spencer saying that he wanted to do it but they don't have the rights to one versus 100 to do a season three and he's like but we're not weighing out something else to do that's what he said that's like basically what he's saying but this was like this was like 2019 so who knows but like that i don't know why they like right i think the alarm bells are going off with a lot of i'm this is what i don't necessarily like because this is what happened with uh br's and like you know, and then we go down these holes where we just abuse it and do it too much. I think one versus one hundred kind of thing is completely different than other ones, but like party games. But like you're gonna just see like an influx of party fucking games coming out because of the success of like. I don't know. Game. I don't. I don't. I. I mean, maybe yes and no. I don't think so. Only because I think like I think things like Fall Guys and things like, you know, Among Us, are hard to replicate. In well, here's the thing, though. Fall Guys, though, like audience from the same audience. Fall Guys, so none of us have touched that game, and like, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but we haven't. It's season two, and we're still not even. Hey, we need to get back to that. Season you know, two, like, but I think part of it for me is I've just been like almost solely invested in Persona at the moment, so like I don't even want to play anything else. Oh, see, so you're even. On, I haven't turned my PlayStation on in like two weeks. Yeah, so, like you're, you're even ahead of you're a step ahead of me at least. Cam's been trying to get me to buy Fall Guys on PC because. 
he has other people that he plays with, and I'm just like, I don't want to buy this game again, even though I didn't. How buy much it is it? Time, but I think it's twenty bucks, which is not. Yeah, I mean, real, it's, it's, just, it's whatever though. I, I, the gaming that I do on on my PC is only going to be very limited and very specific. And I have Fall Guys on PS4. I don't need a second Fall Guys. And it was free. So. If they integrated crossplay, I mean, uh, cross progression to like my Fall Guys like profile, I would be more inclined to. But I don't really necessarily need to. Hey, once you get a PS5, if they let us do the things, you'll have uh, fucking Demon Souls without even have to pay for it. Wow, would you look at that? Boom. But I don't know, Mike. You have fond- fondness for one verse one hundred. Yeah, you did it. Did you do it with us? I'm pretty sure you did, right? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, it was that definitely. Was, um, that it was, was fun. Uh, it was just... fucking. I can't remember the games we used to play hq trivia back in the day for us yeah i i, I think there's that's what i'm saying hq trivia like th- there's there's a market for 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 that like they they need to take advantage of that and they could do something really cool i think they could I mean, do something still an untapped, i still think it's an untapped market i really do 100 it absolutely is i think they could definitely do something cool i think again you make the rewards just dumb cosmetics for your xbox profile yep. maybe an achievement and you know, then have sponsored events that are tied to other things. You know, oh, Taco Bell sponsored this one, so you win, you get a fucking you know Taco Bell gift card. Like it's just easy. It was it was Bing. Bing was the sponsor of the original one, I believe. Microsoft owns Bing, Mike, right? They do. I don't think Bing existed back then, but they do. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was part of that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But I mean, there there's plenty of things they could do. But I don't know. I to to wrap it back into to the 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 final topic which was backwards compatibility i think it doesn't hurt anything it's definitely great that it's there i'm happy that playstation is letting me put ps4 games into my ps5 because that uh is very very beneficial for me the only weird caveat that i forgot to bring up with well there's a few actual weird caveats with playstation 4's i mean playstation 5's backwards compatibility but one of it is if you want to play PS4 PSVR games, you have to use the PS4's camera and not the PS5's camera, which I don't know why, but also at the same time, they haven't really said anything about... Is it a built-in camera? No, the the camera that came with VR. The PS4. There's a new camera for PS5, but they So they're definitely doing a new VR then. They have to be making a new VR headset because I don't know why they would make that differentiation and I also know why they would even have a camera because what the fuck is the point of the camera if you... I th- I personally think they're going to come out swinging in VR. I think that the, and it's something that Xbox isn't even that's a... I don't know if they're going to come out swinging. If they have something that's like affordable and can make some like exclusive games to their console like that people I mean, want to play. That's, I... that's what they already have. PS PS4's PSVR is the like I would argue Yeah, no, it's good. It's the affordable option. Yeah, unless, absolutely. Unless you don't own a PlayStation, I guess. But the alternative is buying a PC that can handle VR. So it's like it is the 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 more affordable option because right. buying a PS4 for you know, I mean at this point buying a PS4 for two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, as opposed to buying a you know, I don't know what a base PC that could run VR is, Mike, eight hundred bucks, cheaper. Yeah, about. So you know, it's definitely the yeah, the, the quest. Is all about the quest. Yeah, but the quest can't run a lot of things. 
the new one can. I don't definitely an upgrade. You should look into it before you buy it. Oh, I have because uh, I'm not like I'm not I, I'm not gonna sit here and play fucking Oculus all day long. I'm gonna see me like being like Todd, you all right? Be like. I just want a four-hour binge, man. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, it's like I've I've read things though about people like saying like, oh, I can't wait for the Oculus Two. I'm gonna get this, but I need to plug it into my PC because it needs PC assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it has and it has an accessibility to PC. It, it mm-hmm. so it's like you can if you want to play certain games that are only on that. I'm, I'm only I'm looking saying, at the games I, I, I'm I, I yeah, I think you should make sure that the games you actually want to play. You don't need it. No, that's what I'm, that, that's what I've been doing. I mean, I'm I'm only looking for like exclusives exclusives for Oculus. That's that's all I care about. I don't care about anything else. And like whatever's playable on the original Oculus. So we'll see. I'll let you guys know in two day in three days. But. We, we shall see. You're going to be very disappointed with that purchase. I think. I don't think so. I don't even have an option to play it right now. I don't even know where my fucking VR is at this point. How do you it's know PSVR is? That thing is fucking humongous. Well, I know where that thing is. I don't know where half the wires are. I don't know like what I would even need to do to get it going. Fucking yeah. those wires hanging off the back of your fucking it, dude. It's just like if I can have a, a a wireless easy thing, and I can play Beat Saber that you guys rave about. And if I fucking don't like this game, I'm gonna be on this fucking show next week, and I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Beat Saber is incredible. I mean, I yeah. I think it's I think I'm it's like enough. the killer. It looks fun. VR. Yeah, of course. You should no, definitely I, I download think... Super Hard VR too. Oh yes, I'm getting that too. That's that's the fourth game. Fuck, I'm gonna fucking spend a lot of money this week. Yep. But anyways, it's all right. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode two twenty four of the Pass Controller Podcast. As always, you can find all of our content at PassTheController.io on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you don't listen on Apple Podcasts but have the ability to leave us a quick review, that's very beneficial and we very much appreciate it. If you do have a few bucks kicking around and want to help support the show, you can do that by subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash passcontroller, by buying something from our store at uh, passcontroller.threadless.com, or by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller. You can find me at bgroom. You can find Todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature. And you can find Mike at underscore mycopath. And again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 224. And if you go outside, please, 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 please wear a mask. <laughs>